Shekelstein on the line with us, or joining on the show, uh, and Melvin from the Chronicle, the great Melvin from the Chronicle. I'd like to re-welcome you to the show, and we've also had Roman Polanski call in and join us as well. Is Roman uh, still there? Roman hung up. Mm, I hear the voice of a shadow's good. Uh, he was suggesting that I try to buy the station RBN from from you. Is this a good time to discuss this uh, prospect? Uh, Sir, my by? message is simple. Okay. with the anti-Semitic remarks. Think that is a yes. So, uh, Melvin, welcome back to the show. Yeah, and that was my idea to, to for you to buy the station. I just want credit for it, okay? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, I'll send you the $200 million check instead of Roman Polanski. So, B.B. Schechenstein, how are you doing? Welcome back to the show. Yes, Lord Rothschild, it's just so important that you buy RBN. Is we've got to control all the message from the local stations to the national stations, the world stations. You got to own everything because then you can control the message. Mm-hmm. If you let these goyim have freedom of speech, cattle don't have freedom of speech. You know, so it's just you're asking for trouble if you have get you know let them have any platforms left. So we have to control everything. And RBN's clearly one of the last places where you know, free speech exists in the world. And mm. we got to get rid of that. That's just, you got to just take it out, buy it up, and fire everybody. Hire, you know, good people you can trust, you know, people you can count on, you know, to not try to do any of this First Amendment stuff. You know, that, that thinking has just got to, that's pre nine eleven thinking. So we just, you got to do it, put the money, you know, Roman Polanski, he's got fans, he can get money for his films, you know, you know, snuff films, you can get big bucks for that, you know, so Roman be fine, but you got to take out RBN, RBN's got to go, Lord Rothschild. Hmm, well, your point is taken, Mm, I'll have to take that into consideration and see what I can do. Shall we float an offer over to the station manager right now and see what he says? What do you think, station manager? What, uh, give me a number. What, what, what will it take? Hello, station manager, you're not answering. Hey, I, I, I got an idea. This is Melvin. I got an idea. How about six million? That's got a nice ring to it. You know what I'm saying? Six million. Excellent. Six million should do it. That's only uh, one small percentage of what I have to pay Roman Polanski for 
I don't even remember what he wants money for anymore. That's petty cash for Lord Rothschild. Six million. Well, I bet you, I bet you the Goyim radio station would like that kind of money. We could probably do it for that. Let me see here. I'm still not getting an answer. Hmm. Well, let's jump over to this real quick. Special counsel Jack Smith demanded info on Americans who favorited or retweeted uh, Trump tweets, newly released docs show. Okay, I'll read a little bit of this. If you can bear with me, the sound of my voice is so interesting to you. I know. It's definitely interesting to me. I like listening to myself. Oh, Special Counsel Jack Smith demanded information on Twitter. Users who liked or retweeted former President Donald Trump's tweets leading up to the January 6th riot, according to a heavily redacted search warrant and other documents released Monday. Smith's comprehensive search warrant, and by the way, this this article is only 18 pages long, so don't worry. It'll only take the rest of the show. Excuse me. Smith's comprehensive search warrant sought the 220, 2024 Republican presidential primary frontrunner's search history, direct messages, and content of all tweets created, drafted, favorited, liked, or retweeted by his account on October 2020 to January 2021. He demanded a list of all devices used to log into Trump's then Twitter, now X account, as well as information on users who interacted with the then-president in the months leading up to January 6th, and the court's filings show. Among the information Smith brought were lists of all Twitter users who favorited or retweeted Trump's tweets, as well as all the tweets that include username associated with the account and mentions or replies. Okay, that's probably good enough to read that far. What say you, uh, Melvin from the Chronicle? Well, I just think you should move forward with your plan to buy the station. And, um, well, I think, you know, in terms of these disgusting Trump voters, that we need to keep a tab on any goyim that steps out of line, left or right. And right now we've got a big problem with the left. we got to get these people back in the fold. We can't allow the goyim to, to, to start thinking on their own. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. Hmm. Well, that dialectic was planned out ahead of time. Do you know what the plan is with that dialectic there? Let me let me fill you in on the plan. And I think you knew, but maybe you forgot. But the plan is to get the left using Israel. We're all going to be moving over to uh, Ukraine or any other lots of spots or whatever. It's not going to really matter. But right now we need to get stoke the anger and the rage of the left Goyim against the right Goyim who support Israel, who are actually supporting the genocide. So 
they will, uh, we can weaponize them against white America. What say uh, you, B.B. Shekelstein? Oh, Lord Rothschild, you, you're spot on once again, you know, and this is, you know, when you look at, you know, what your family has done. And, you know, with the Cheka, the NKVD, the East German Stasi, after 9-11, the Department of Homeland Security, the TSA, you revamped everything into the surveillance grid. And now, you know, anytime some goyim thinks the wrong way, we've got a record of it back at Unit 8200 headquarters back in Israel, Tel Aviv. You know, so these, you know, Trump supporters that think, oh, make America great, you know, we're going to destroy America. We're going to destroy all of these goyim who still cling to their constitution, you know, <clears throat> you know, the, they, they, all they need, these goyim need the seven Noahide laws. That's all they need. So any goyim that thinks outside the seven Noahide laws we got a record of it. You like the wrong tweet? You're going to lose your job. You like the wrong, you forward the wrong tweet? We're coming after your family. You think you're ever going to get a bank loan against you? No, no, no. You know, we control it all. And so with this, you know, special counsel, Jack Smith, you know, he's just, you know, doing what we've been planning since the protocols. You know, we talk about this in the protocols back in the 1800s that, you know, you got to spy on the goyim. They get out of line. You slap them down. This is like in Freemasonry. You know, you toe the line. Any Freemason gets out of line. Off with their heads. That's what Noahide Law is all about. You know, but if you follow the law, oh, we'll give you anything you want. Goyim, what's your price? Name it. We give you anything as long as you don't go against the program, right? So be a good Shabbat Goy and, you know, stop for it in the wrong tweets and knock it off with the anti-Semitism already. with the anti-Semitic remarks.
Well, I thought William Rapulin was going to show up there for a second. I kind of got scared. I think if William Rapulin shows up, then I'm here on his show. After we sent him away in a black van, he would be kind of upset with me. What, what do you guys, what do you think, Shekelstein? Wait, I think it's uh, Melvin's turn. Melvin, what do you think? I don't think you should even, uh, you know, let Goyam like that. Grace your presence, sir. You're the most amazing Lord Rothschild, the most amazing Lord ever. And we love you here. Because, you know, Israel wouldn't even exist without your family. And that means so much to every Jew in the world. Oh, God. Well, I do appreciate your nice sentiments there, Melvin from the Chronicle, who has now been promoted to general of FEMA Camp 109, located in Auschwitz, Pennsylvania, at 123 Climate Change Road, oh, excuse me, Climate Change Circle, CCC, uh, 01234 is the zip code. Uh, Phoebe Shekelstein, what say you? Well, I think, you know, one of the other things that, you know, Unit 8200 is really bringing to the table is artificial intelligence, where we don't need these Goyim anymore. Used to, you know, we'd give them a script, they'd be little talking heads, and we'd give them what they want. They want little girls, little boys, you know, their pizza, hot dog parties. You know, they'd do anything we wanted. You know, they'd say what we wanted to say. But every now and then they'd get out of line and start, you know, doing their exposés. Where we need to go with this is take people like William Rapellum, we off him, replace him with artificial intelligence, nobody ever know, and he'll never get out of line again. This is what you need to do, Lord Rothschild, is make all the RBN artificial intelligence, you know, and everybody think it's like the Goyim still, but no, no, no. It's, you know, it's, we'll be programming it back in, L, you know, Tel Aviv, eight, Unit 8200, you know. We'll put the words literally in their mouths, Lord Rothschild. This is actually very doable. Yes, and I. this is a perfect idea. I'm actually going to send you the check for $200 million instead of Roman Polanski, B.B. Shekelstein. How does that sound? Oh, I'll get you your money back. You know, I will double your money in the first six months. I guarantee it. It'll be the best investment you ever made, Lord Rothschild. Yes, yes. I'll figure out what to do about uh, Roman Polanski in the meantime. I don't have another $200 million to send him to. Well, I don't know if he's going to be delivering on his promise. He sounded like he wanted to get the money first before he delivered on his promise. What do you think? Oh, we have a caller. Murr. Murr in Wisconsin. Murr, welcome to the show. It's Mursky for tonight. Can you hear me? Yes, welcome. How Thank are you. all you fake rim fannians? <laughs> yeah. Did you know about uh, Moshi Yatom? Had you heard about him? No? Anybody? 
Anybody heard of this person? I may have gone to Jewish summer camp with him one time, but I really can't talk about that. <laughs> He's a psychiatrist, and he uh, apparently brought many back from a really bad mental illness to mental stability, but he was working with uh, Bibi Netanyahu for more than 10 years. And November 7th, um, a bullet went through his brain. He left a long suicide note letter about it was because of uh, Bibi. One of the things Bibi did was put him in shackles, put him, locked him in his own basement, the psychiatrist, and then had all his friends over to party in his house. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Anyway, that's that's how the story goes. I guess November seventh of this year, Murr yeah. from Wisconsin. Yes, Jacob. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's very interesting information. This is a fun show, you guys. This is funny. It's making me laugh. Making up for all, all the other craziness that goes on. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Drive, that wasn't driving over the top. Am I getting a two hundred million dollar check too? Um, for what? I just gave you that information, that important information. Hmm. Well, why don't you make a prospect first and then give the information? Do you have anything else you'd like to share? Uh, that's it, I guess. So then no two hundred million dollars for you. <laughs> Thanks for the fun show there, BB Shucklestein and Melvin. You're welcome. Hilarious. I'm glad oh, you know, Roman, Roman Polanski, you know, um, of course he did the, uh, uh, directed uh, Rosemary's Baby and all that, but the Manson thing was all fake, you know, and he probably goes and sees his wife or whatever or lives there with her, you know, and that was all fake if you look into it. Uh, the other murders, though, the, the I forget the name of the family, uh, I think it was Folgers Coffee, coffee people, but uh, anyway, that was a real murder, but... Uh, the Manson thing was all fake. So, um, anyhow, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Attention freedom-loving patriots. 
Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. so that you could hear my voice again. Here we are back again. I would like to kick it over to Melvin from the Chronicle. Melvin, what would you like to say? Well, you know, I got to, you know, I have to, like, push back a little bit on this this woman. I, I think she said her name was Mur or something like that. First of all, she sounds too happy and self-assured. We can't allow that in Goyam, okay? And secondly, nothing is fake unless we say it's fake. So this, the killing that happened uh, to Roman Polanski's wife, that was all real because we say it was, okay? But for example, the the killing in Gaza, that's all fake. Those people aren't really dying, okay? That's fake because we say so. Sandy Hook was real because we say so, Okay. So let's just get that cleared. I want to. Well, I couldn't allow this uppity goyim to get away with that. 
Thank you for that correction. Everything you said is spot on there, Melvin, from the Chronicle. What about you, B.B. Shekelstein? Exactly, Lord Rothschild. You know, perception is reality. Period. Full stop. We say what's perception because we control it all. And we can't have anybody ever question our narrative, right? If we say it happened, it happened. So shut your face, Goyim, right? Well, I don't need any proof. Don't ask us for proof, okay? Don't ask us for proof of all the atrocities that happened at that music festival on October 7th. Don't ask us why all the cars were white and gray and black at a music festival. Don't ask us questions like that. Exactly. Asking questions is the worst form of anti-Semitism. That's exactly right. So if anybody starts asking you questions, let's rehearse again, boys, okay? All right, so now I'm going to start pressing you with questions about what happened, and your answer is going to be one of two things. You only have to say one word, and you have the choice between two words. Do you know, gentlemen, which words those are? I'm going to go with Holocaust. Correct. Would you like to guess what the other word is there, uh, Melvin, from the Chronicle? Anti-Semitism is my guess. Yes, I think you both are very spot on. Very, uh, wait, uh, I learned that at Jewish summer camp. Yes, Jewish summer camp. Yes, yes, yes. I haven't been there. But I hear it's fine. Well, we have a caller. Rabbi Mendelssohn from Brooklyn. Rabbi Mendelssohn, welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Rothschild. Listen, this is Rabbi Mendelssohn from Brooklyn. I'm a friend of Joe from Florida, by the way. Uh, Rabbi Mendelssohn from Brooklyn. I'm a rabbi in the Chabad Community, you have to make sure that you pronounce that right. You cannot uh, forget the <laughs> sound when you say Chabad. Let me try with I, you. I want to say, very Chabad. good, keep practicing, keep practicing. I want to say, when we heard that uh, William Appelum was leaving RBN, we started, we said, we've got to have a party. So we actually are having a party right now here in Brooklyn. We have a lot of wonderful guests that are coming out. Are you going to be able to hear? I'm, I'm asking them to keep down the music, but, you know, in the background. <laughs> We are quelling here in Brooklyn because William Rapillum is leaving. Uh, we hope that we will never hear from William Rapillum again. We've got celebrities galore. We've got Rabbi Rabbi Schumer. We some people call him Senator. He's Rabbi Chucky Schumer from Brooklyn. We've got Sarah Silverman. She's going to come and uh, bring some goyim, and she's going to spit on them. She. We've got the wonderful, beautiful, fabulous. Uh, we call her the Jewish Barbie. You might know her by Barbara Spector. She's coming too. We're all quelling. We're quelling tonight. And the high point, we're having a speech by Ben Shapiro. Well, some people call him Shapiro, but we call him Shapiro. Little Ben Shapiro is going to be a tribute 
to William Rapel leaving. We're having a party. Ah, what say you, uh, BB? Oh, Rabbi, it's so good to hear you. And uh, uh, I can just see all of those Lubavitch tanks with the speakers playing the Lagavita out there, you know, and you're celebrating as much as we can celebrate. You know, we never enjoy anything except other people's misery. But, you know, even then we still have to put a downer on it, but that's who we are. But, you know, as far as celebrating, you know, Sarah Silverman being there, you know, and just Barbara Lerner Specter, you know, just, oh, Chucky Schumer, you talk about the A-list. And so it's so good to hear from from you, Rabbi, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, just keep up the good work there in Brooklyn, you know, and, you know, the, yeah. you know, the traditions of, you know, Schneerson and his plans for the world, because, you know, you Chabad is we where it's are at. Try- We're trying to bring the Mashiach even tonight, maybe. And thank you, Shekelstein, by the way, you still owe me 20 bucks, Shekelstein, I haven't forgotten, from 1943. Uh, the rabbi wants his money back, uh, but thank you and and congratulations. RBM because a, a, a RBM without William Rapilm is a good RBM. Show him a like him, my friends. And I'd like to offer an idea here. This is a. I'm so glad you brought up Rabbi Schneerson because what I think we should do. Yeah, once uh, you know. Mr. Lord Rothschild buys the station. I think what we should do is offer a free trip uh, to the highest donor to go see uh, Rabbi Schneerson's grave. Just like, you know, the president from Argentina just went there with some of our good rabbi friends. Uh, we need to get some RBN listeners to go out there and pray for, you know, for our plan. I think that's a wonderful idea. We give them a free trip and we make sure that they pay for it. Yes, we always gonna make money. Well, I'm not sure uh, who's talking now. Is it Melvin I can't tell you Jews apart at all anymore. <laughs> so I don't even know who's talking anymore. Rabbi Mendelssohn, uh, Rabbi Mendelssohn, is your last name Schneerson? No, Rabbi Mendelssohn is my name. The Schneerson is the great Rebbe who went on, you know, he died many years. He's the... <laughs> Kabad Rebbe that we like to call the Mashiach. The Mashiach. So that's the Rebbe Schneerson. Mm. But we're having a wonderful party because Rapilum is leaving, and that's the bottom line. Larry Silverstein! Oh, look! Larry Silverstein just showed up! <laughs> wonderful, lucky Larry is coming! Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> You're quite funny, Rabbi Mendelssohn from Brooklyn. Let me kick yeah. it over to uh, 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 Melvin from the Chronicle. Rabbi Mendelssohn, have you met Melvin from the Chronicle yet? Do I know Melvin from the Chronicle? Uh, Melvin from the Chronicle is like, I got him to start in the business. Isn't that true, Melvin? Oh, yes. No, yes, crazy. yes. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, look, I'm so glad Lucky Lair is going to be there because, you know, it just shows you how lucky us Jews are. You know, he usually has a, uh, a breakfast every morning on top of the World Trade Center there, right? 
but he had a, an appointment with this dermatologist, thank God. Okay? And, you know, just like um, Roman Polanski, he wasn't there the night all the killings happened because he was lucky. Us Jews were lucky. Right. We are very, we're very smart people because we always have an alibi. <laughs> That too, yes. Well, if, <coughs> if we don't have an alibi, it doesn't matter that much, is it? Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Why don't you laugh at me? <laughs> What's going on? That was a funny joke. And none of you, you don't want your $200 million check, I guess. I'm just kidding. I don't get sensitive about anything. Okay. I thought it was a very funny joke. I thought it was very, very funny. In fact, I laughed very, very hard. You know that? I, I agree. <laughs> well, everybody's going to laugh life. if they know what's good for them. You know, if you okay? <laughs> Listen, I had to go back to the party. I do want to say, if anybody can find William Rapullin to show up on this show, I'd like to speak to him, too, at some point. But uh, we're having a party, and we are thrilled. We are thrilling here in Brooklyn at Shh. Well, I just poured myself a glass of Manischewitz just so you know. William Rapulum is at one. Is at FEMA Camp 109, located at 123 Climate Change Circle in Auschwitz, Pennsylvania, 01234. And thank you That's for the, the zip code. The zip code is always so helpful. I love you. Give the whole address and the zip code. Very good. Thank you. I'm going to. I'm going to try and get him now because well, we, I have to go back to them. Right. We happen to have Larry Silver. We thank you for uh, your call, Rabbi Mendelssohn. We appreciate your call. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Thank God the rapillum is gone. Have a good night. Yeah, good rid of that guy. Now, we actually do have Larry Silverstein from 1406 calling. Larry from 1406. How's it going, Larry? Hello. I, I, I don't feel like I've been treated correctly being a billionaire. You haven't listened to me. Are you there? Oh, Yes. Please go ahead. Very interested in what you have to say. Well, I had to go to the dermatologist. And, you know, my my wife. I I was going to go into work, and I, my wife told me, you know, you got to go to the dermatologist. But you know, I, anyway, it's not because of the money or anything. But I didn't want to pay him all that money because anyway, so what? I had to I had to go to the dermatologist, and uh, uh, I left money anyway. Uh, uh, so we got a call from the fire department commander. She said, no, we had such a loss of life that day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having a little bit of a hard time understanding you, uh, Larry Silverstein. Can you please uh, get closer to your microphone? How does that sound? Is that better? Can yes. you hear me now? Yes, yes. Did anybody else understand him and have to want to comment? No? All I can say is thank God for Larry's wife and his dermatologist. Because the world's a better place with Lucky Larry in it. Mm -hmm. 
I would have been in the building. I would have been in the building that day. And uh, uh, the fire department commander called me, and we had such a loss of life that day, we decided to, to pull it. And we watched the building collapse. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops, there goes building seven. <laughs> it, it was horrible. It was horrible. But our, our bank accounts went up. So, you know, there's a silver lining in every cloud. <laughs> yes, yeah, several billion silver linings in our case. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, Jewish laughing is wonderful. Good job. Okay, that is anything else? No, that's all I have. Well, Larry, congratulations on your $4.5 billion settlement on the two twin towers. Ah, And I hope that you were able to find an even better dermatologist. I could barely stand it. <laughs> I could. <laughs> Wasn't enough? Terrible. Yeah. It was terrible, terrible. Never enough, terrible. is Thank it? you, bye. Yeah. Thank you, bye. All right, Larry. Yes, I do. One of the best parts of 9-11 was you know, getting rid of that uppity Goyam FBI agent, you know, John O'Neill, who knew everything about, you know, Osama bin Laden and, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda and, you know, the USS Cole, you know, and, you know, we had to shut him up. So we, we gave him a job and his first day of work was on 9-11, man. He was in the towers when they fell. Oops, it falls down. Oh. Oh, FBI agent dies. Oh, poor Goyam. <laughs> I know. We made, sure, we made sure to tell all of the Jews that can call in sick that day. Yes, you're, yeah, again, so, room at 8200, we just really outdid ourselves with the instant messages from Odigo instant messaging so that all the Israeli Jews got the message or got the Jew call, like, you know, the you know, disgraced senator, you know. Oh, it's like, yeah, we got the Jew call. We didn't go to work, so we didn't die like the rest of the going. But if you bring that up, you're an anti-Semite. Yes, yes, yes. Any genocide um, committed by us is actually a genocide committed by the victim against us. Isn't it wonderful how we're able to swing that around, that chicken? That's a nice chicken that we've been swinging for quite a while. Wouldn't you agree, E.B. Silverstein? Yes, and we owe it all to our, you know... The guy who taught us everything about the powers of evil, Zabbi, you know, Rabbi Zabbatai Zevi. He just really wrote the book on how to be totally evil, do the opposite of what every the good thing is, what the law says. And, you know, Jacob Frank, you know, he just really fine-tuned it for you, Lord Rothschild, you know, what your family did to the Zabbatian way of life. You know, we have really brought the power of evil to the world and you know we couldn't have done it without you lord rothschild i agree i'm so important and um i'm going to go ahead and compliment myself as well and what was it that you said no it's okay never mind it's fine i got the message thank you very much for your wonderful compliments and uh they won't go unnoticed uh 
Did I did I say I was sending you a check for two hundred million dollars? That uh, I said I was going to send it to Roman Polanski. Well, let's kick it over there to Melvin from the Chronicle now. What say you, Melvin from the Chronicle? Did you have yeah. anything interesting to share? Well. It's 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 misfortunate how we got rid of that FBI guy. That was just a stroke of genius. Like, because we're very smart people, we're very lucky people, and we have a love of life, our own life, but no one else's. <laughs> you are. I agree. I have a very special song I want to share with you. Are you ready, station manager? Would you please cue it up? If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. If I were a rich, idle, diddle, diddle, diddle man, I'd build a big tall house with the rooms by the dozen right in the middle of the town. Find tin roof with a real There would be one long staircase just going up and one even longer coming down and one more leading nowhere just for show. I'd fill my yard with the chicks and turkeys and geese and ducks for the town to see and hear squawking just as noisily as they can and it's loud the ear as if to say here lives a wealthy man Already. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you hear the chicken swinging that was happening in the uh, BB uh, Shekelstein? Yes, Lord Rothschild. You can't invoke the spirits of evil without swinging a few chickens, you know. And that's really when it comes down to fractional reserve banking, it's all just, you know, voodoo and chicken swinging. You're making it up out of nothing. Yes. Melvin, I want to make it sound so complicated that the Goyim can't figure it out. (laughs) That's true. Well, they can't even figure out the dialectic thing, huh? Well, like that uppity, you know, anti semi Henry Ford (laughs) with his, if, you know, if Americans understood their new banking system after our victory of 1913 with the Federal Reserve, he said there would be a revolution by morning. It's, you know, but nobody listened to him because we destroyed him. He did this Dearborn Independent. We destroyed him. Now everybody hates Henry Ford, and he was the one the, trying to warn America about us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and guess what? If you go to the Henry Ford uh, Museum in Fort Myers, Florida, where he used to have a summer house with Thomas Edison, I think it was Thomas Edison, yes, and they were buddies, and they had summer houses next to each other. If you go into the bookstore there and you ask them, where is Henry Ford's book, uh, The International Truth of World's Foremost Problem?, the person will take you over there. Oh, it's right over here. They'll bring you over to a different book that was written 
to offset that book and distract people from that book. And if you press and ask them for it, some uh, older lady will pop out and say, She'll start kvetching about his anti-Semitism. <laughs> We've got it all locked down, Pat. Yes. Yes, yes. Hold on, I need to take another bite of my MK Ultra hamburger from Nick Dongbong's. Oh, I forgot. I almost forgot to ask you, B.B. Shekelstein, if you've heard of Nick Dongbong's restaurant. Ah, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a different question. Excuse me for a second here. I wanted to kick it over to uh, Melvin from the Chronicle and get his take on our successful genocide of the Palestinians in Gaza. Once and for all, finally getting rid of that problem. What say you about that, Melvin from the Chronicle? Well, again, you know, it's uh, we're able to make the victim look like the victimizer. That's, uh, that's our specialty, and it works every time. And these, these Palestinians, they're finished. We're going to blow them all away and take the land. That's been the plan all along. And all the Christian Zionists and all our conservative stooges are going to cheer us on because they know where their bread is buttered, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yes, indeed. It's all starting to become very boring, I would say. Don't you agree? They always react so predictably. Egoian, you know, like hive mind. Well, oh, we have a caller on line one. Caller, line one. Welcome to the show. Hello? Hello, caller, line one. Welcome. Hello. Yes, Can you caller. hear me? Shalom. I can hear you, caller line one. Yes. You guys are doing such a fabulous job. I'm going to get some pizza delivered to you with some pepperoni that's not even a year old and a little bit of foreskin. Mmm. Well, that it's sounds very sauce. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. You say yummy? Well, You'll enjoy it. I'll give you the address so you can send it. Give it to you on the air. In case anybody else is thinking of sending us some foreskin and old pepperoni pizza, it's 123 Climate Change Circle, Auschwitz, Pennsylvania, 01234-5678. Just in case you have to get the PO box number. Thank you so much, caller line one, for the pizza. I, I probably, when, when can we expect it? 45 minutes or so? The show will about be over. About six minutes. Six minutes. <clears throat> Perfect. Yes. Be able to eat at least one slice before, before it's to be. Well, thank you for the call. Oh, this is going to be even better than that time. Remember that time we were all at the White House during Obama, you know, and he ordered all the hot dogs and pizza from Chicago. It was like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of hot dogs and pizza in the middle of the night. Remember that party? That was such a great party. Oh, yes. Thousands and thousands of dollars is nothing. I mean, if you go over to the National Debt Clock, 
was another creation of our Federal Reserve System, National Debt Clock, and uh, USDebtClock.org. And you watch, the U.S. national debt is currently at $33,836,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000
I forgot which one of you suggested it because I can't tell your voices apart. But uh, one of you suggested that we uh, that we use AI and we do an AI version of William Rapillum. So now when William Rapillum starts supporting Israel at his next show, all of the RBN listeners won't know what to do. Oh, that was my idea. Oh, wait, no, I'm just taking credit for someone else's idea. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's also mitzvah. That's what we do. You know? I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Have a drink on me for that one. Yeah, I can just see you giving a toast right now as you jump up and click your heels together. Oh, wait, that's Irish people. <laughs> do Jews do that too when they dance around and do the if I were a rich man dance? So. Yes, but we only dance with other dudes. You know, that's the thing about Jewish dancing. You just dance with guys all night long, you know, and it's like, you know, that's the thing. Mm. Yes, dance with dudes and take a break and go over to the wall and start pretending to have sex with it. Yes, you know, you got to have the dovening in there, you know, bring out the full essence. Yes, the wailing wall, moving back and forth. That's literally what uh, what we do when we go to the Malayalik wall. Is there's that Shekinah, who's the female goddess in the Tree of Life, next to Ein Sof, the male. And then there's some other snaky kind of gods or whatever people. And uh, the, the Jews, uh, when they're doing the bouncy thing against the wall, that's actually the Jews symbolizing... Having sex with Shekinah, the goddess, and deriving power from this. Isn't that astoundingly wonderful? Yes, yeah, almost as wonderful. If you want to hold office in any country, the Goyim have to come and do it at the Wailing Wall. And it's just like our way of saying, yeah, we're going to screw your countries like we're screwing this wall. <laughs> well said there, uh, uh, whoever you are. Well, my goodness. Can we please play Fiddler on the Roof again? One more time, for old time's sake. Just real quick. And before before we do, though, I want to uh, say that William Rapilla might be back on Thursday night tomorrow with Jeremy from Kentucky on In Plain Sight and also on his show... Uh, whatever it's called, the Punch Bowl, there's some stupid name like that. Punch Bowl with William Rapillum on Friday night because he doesn't have anything better to do except to broadcast at 10 o'clock at night on, on the station. What a loser William Rapillum is. What, do you, what say you guys? Well, I just poured myself a glass of Manischewitz, so I'm feeling a little loopy right now. Hmm. <laughs> Manischewitz. That sounds as good as man, it's a Chevy. Well, well, all I can tell you is, Lord Rothschild, we will definitely be keeping, you know, Unit 8200 on this William Rapellum guy. You know, anything he says, we're going to be recording it. We will be taking notes. You know, we're not going to let this guy get away with anything. 
Believe me, just sit around and count my shekels all day long. Oh, me too. I want to cut my money. Big tall house with the rooms by the dozen, right in the middle of the town. I want a shiksa wife in there too. <laughs> with the real wooden floors below. There would be one long staircase just going up, and one even longer coming down, and one more leading nowhere just for show. That's where we bury all the bodies on the third staircase. You know. <laughs> oh, man, is the show over already? Oh, my God. Oh, what time is the pizza and the hot dogs going to be here again? Remember to donate to the ADL. We're buying the station. <laughs> Don't vote for anybody that APAC doesn't support. Goodbye. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.